0: Chilling, chilling.
1: I like this shit right here. I might do this every <laughs> <Come> <laughs> got, in
0: got, got a week. Got a taste to it. That,
1: man. Man. Got a taste to it. So, uh um, welcome back. We are on episode seven. Uh, so we jumped out the gates with, uh um, <laughs> fish plates, fundraisers, and fumes. So fish plate, fundraisers, and fumes. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let Matt break y'all in on what uh, what fish plate fundraising and fumes gonna be about, and we we gonna we gonna jump back to this on another episode, but we got a surprise uh, for y'all tonight, uh, so we are gonna switch it up a little bit about a few minutes in because we wanna bring somebody on who's a specialist in that field of fumes and insurance. So Matt, tell me about them fumes, man. Well, really, man, uh,
2: I just kind of wanna touch on the importance of. The things you need to have in place, if uh, you had to pay for a fume, a fume or funeral, if you don't know what that is, you know <laughs> where we where we from? They they call them fumes. <laughs> Shit, uh, you know this week fumes been in in news quite a bit uh, with the speculation surrounding Gucci Mane and Big Scar mm-hmm. and all of that. So uh, no. sparked a lot of conversations. I've seen a lot of comments, seen a lot of people talking about it, and uh. We had an open field this week, so it was just like, what better time to talk about it and, and shed some light on some of it, or at least discuss some of it and see what the audience or what people think? Um, then now, so you know, here we are.
1: Yep, so uh, with that, I, I didn't know what the initial um uh piece was about about the uh the talk about the fume and, and and the money involved, <clears throat> but um, before, before I jump to my piece, man, uh, Jick. G- Jake, G- we'll be on shortly, uh, but we do have a special guest on tonight. If he's ready to come on, I believe he is. You think he's ready to come on, Matt? Yeah, man, I, I think so. Let's let, let's see, man. Let's see if he's ready to come on.
0: Hey, man, cold water. I want not cold water, but I want cold water. Yeah, I'm ready to out of get
1: this. Get on
0: right now. Come on, you can text me. We to talk about checking and everything.
1: Hey, hey, hey! hey hold on, hold on, hold on, Rick. <laughs> hey, before before we jump into checking, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we we talking about we talking about the the Gucci Man situation right now.
0: About whole, funerals,
1: yeah, about the funeral situation. Man, right that's
0: hey, hey, that's a that's an awesome awesome conversation because, like, just think about if you moved out of town, and you moved away. And then you're just thinking about most of all just coming up on your own and just getting yourself together and you and your family, your, your immediate family. So what about, what 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 would you do if you had to come home to somebody that you love, to their funeral, or if they need help or whatever? This is a awesome conversation.
1: Yeah. So, like, so, so, and so. I,
0: I don't even know about the Gucci situation or whatever, but Yep. I'm glad I'm here.
1: So look, so that, that's one part of it. But um, what we want to talk about is um, people. I, let me let me see how I can phrase it. So Gucci put some money out there to help support the funeral, and right. from my understanding, the family took the money in. Talked about how it wasn't enough, but I hate to use the term splurge, but they splurged uh, with with, with burying a loved one. And so they spent more than the uh, the ten thousand that Gucci put out there. So you know we gonna um, we gonna we gonna ten
2: receipts. It was twenty thousand. I don't know if it was ten from Gucci, ten for the from the label. The
1: label.
2: Yeah. I don't really want to speculate, but I, I think I saw receipts for twenty thousand. But I mean, uh, I guess to each his own when you paying for the funeral. But how, how can you be complaining about some money somebody sent you? And saying it ain't nothing, and then in, in the, the same breath,
0: man, stop talking about me. <laughs> man, I've what been the... Giving and doing, and and, <laughs> and 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 I've been getting man, ooh, we that's that's me, bro. That's me doing something at the bottom of your heart, and just saying, man, this is what I'm gonna give. Like when you say you're gonna give e they talking about. What you're gonna give that you don't even care if you receive it back? Yeah. That's what giving is all about, right there. If yeah. I say I ain't got but five dollars, if I if you ask me for ten dollars right now, and I say I ain't got it, I can have a thousand dollars in my pocket. But if I say I ain't got a, a ten dollars, it really means that I don't have ten dollars to give to spare, to give. and not re- expect it come back. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's talk, man. So look, Let's go, so man. So look, we're we, we
1: going to calm you down a little bit. Cause, cause hold on. hold yeah, yeah. on. Right.
0: Right.
2: night we, we, right we, over uh-uh. there. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's some night queer right over
0: there. so I'm look. just excited, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be with my brothers, man. Y'all don't know that I got a relationship with both of them boys right there, man. One of my classmates and one of my neighbor, man. I grew up with them. I'm the best man, Love this man. Come on, man. Let's go, man.
1: Hey, hey, hey what,
0: what's that is? Uh,
1: uh, Ridley, uh, Adderall, which one of them? Yeah, that. Huh? What? I'm glad
0: it. you said that, Mike. Because I, I, not too long ago, like, let me see, what's it's a year since I've been in this house. Oh, so a year when I was in the apartment. Two years ago, mm-hmm. I, I, a person told me, Hey, Rick, my own, they want to tell you this. I ain't gonna call him man. Like, he said, Big man, I not want to tell you, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what you talking about, bro? What would you mean? He like, man, this it, some disturbing shit, man, that I heard, man. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? He said, man, motherfucker, man, tell my mind, Bro, you don't crack.
2: Not the rocks. so <laughs> <laughs> damn fake, you ain't.
0: Gonna... <laughs> hey. Hey, I mean, you, you, but you know where pitch? Where they you, you, what, the fee patch. you, you a corporate, you, you, you a corporate brother. You you work the. What'd you say, fee patch?
2: I muted his ass. Hold up. <laughs> I'm about to tell him I'm gonna put. I'm gonna hey, put him on for a I got you on mute right now. <laughs> look, look, he's still talking. Yeah, he's still talking. any speakers ain't on. Look! Look! look what you say, man?
0: All right, bro. man. Get back. You know hey. when you working in a warehouse, hey. and you ain't on your level. Hey, we. Hey, hey we, hey, we ain't talking about on your level. Hey, what up,
2: man? Turn your goddamn speakers up, nigga.
0: Oh, for real? Um, yeah,
2: yeah. We. we <laughs> hey, we ain't even got no word out, boy. For real? Put some periods on the motherfucker.
0: Damn, man. Hold on, hold on, bro. Let me get my <laughs> motherfucking headset on me, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah
2: them motherfucker. A
1: sappington. Power this shit up, man. Hey, while he can that situation, hold on a minute. Man, let's jump back on this this film
2: situation. Man, <laughs> so like... him, hey, we had to send him into the green room real quick.
1: <laughs> so, so he still talking. <laughs> so yeah, man. So um, uh, you know, I forgot I where we were where we were, but um, ungrateful people is by yeah, line. people being ungrateful. Yep, yeah. So people being ungrateful, man, you know, uh, the bottom line is, when we talk about our community and the funerals, um, one thing I can say for sure, we are never prepared. And whether that means we have enough money to cover it or we don't have insurance to cover it. So, you know, we need to do a better job with the insurance piece because anybody got, everybody ain't got 10 stacks, 20 stacks sitting right around waiting to pay for a funeral. Because Man, most of the time it's
2: And even if they do, it might be, you know, that there might be something that they got planned for something else. Could be paying for somebody's education. It could be, you know, a whole lot. Could be a down payment on the house. And then next thing you know, somebody leave and they got to spend that because mm-hmm. a, a loved one wasn't prepared and they don't want to see them go, you know, they don't want to do the fish plates and the fundraisers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. A for the fume. The fume. Yeah. And so, and so the, the, the fish plate piece, how many fish plates does it take to pay for a funeral? I don't know
2: because catfish high as hell right now. I do know that <laughs> i went gonna buy some of them yesterday, and I just like shit, I'm I ready to go to the restaurant because these six pieces
1: in this bag high as hell. I swear, and then and look, you'll be robbing people to pay Paul just to pay for a funeral anyway. Yeah, Yo. so you know, um, you know, fish plates fundraisers and you know this is just me and, and some of y'all might get mad but it hurts me to see a GoFundMe me when somebody passes, especially in our community it hurts me because we have so many opportunities to you know include somebody on barrier insurance you know um whatever if you have a job your job offering insurance life insurance and i don't care where i'm working um you know i'm getting some kind of insurance because you never know yeah you never that's, know that's fast man and and I think
2: some people and this is why I want to bring somebody on to talk about the specifics of term insurance or whole life policies as well as just like barrier policies in general because you can go to the funeral home and pay for your funeral yeah you can go prepay for that so like um it's just a burden to leave somebody else their responsibility because you just never know when. Tough subject to talk about, but you know, it happened all the time and um, need to be addressed. And I, I think too, a lot of people just don't know, yeah, like it, it might seem ignorant or it might seem like, how could you not know that? But some people just might not know, yeah. And so, it's like, that's my goal for one to have somebody come on, and talk about each one, talk about the advantages or disadvantages. Um, and then too, like, it's almost damn near like you need to go shopping for a funeral. And what I mean when I say that is like, uh, I think a prime example, I'll say <clears throat> my uncle had a life insurance policy, right? Um, and I, I don't know this, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing based on events that occurred. But when my mom passed, I was looking for her policy info and I found my uncle's info or 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 not my uncle, my dad's, but it was a new policy. Mm-hmm. And so my my uncle had passed like six months before that, and so what I put together in my head was like she saw how much the funeral was for my uncle and realized that my dad didn't have enough coverage. Yeah, and so she got a second policy which had matured enough to really pay out none because it had only been six months. But the ideal, I mean, why I bring that up is because like you might have in your head a funeral costs five thousand or ten thousand. Mm-hmm. But then you go there and you're looking at caskets so or you got these things in your head that you want or someone want for you. God forbid. And uh, the pricing just might not be there. So you might need to up the courage that you think the coverage that you think you have to be able to cover those expenses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some good points, man. Tamika, posted a comment. And uh I wasn't gonna cut you off, mate. You know, I'll let you finish your piece, but I was just about to say this before she sent this message that uh Miss Sweeney used to sell insurance to MJ Ellis. I remember she yep. I,
2: said, I, I still got I probably got uh in one of these photos I got from my mama house, I probably got that little envelope
1: with all them dates and and uh receipts on it. hmm Yep, yep. And we call her cut Sweeney. So uh, you know, um like I said, man, we um <clears throat> my family was back in '96. We lost my mom, my uncle, my cousin, and my granddad in a matter of a month and a half. And so, um, you know, I know, you know, my grandparents, they had, you know, barrier policies or whatever for kids and grandkids, or I would say kids for sure, and themselves. But, man, after that happened, my my grandma put barrier policies on all of us, and she paid that for years up up until she got sick. And when she got sick, my aunts picked it up and carried it on. And mm-hmm. when I got to a point where I got a stable job, I'm like, stop paying mine. You know, I'm, I'm gonna cover, you know, I'm gonna get my own. And um, my dad had a policy on me too. I told him the same thing, he made to go. Because one thing for sure, i we'll make sure that me and mine cover on insurance because I, I don't want to be a burden to anybody else when my time comes. That's for two sure. things for sure. Two things gonna come death and bills. So you, you, you want you're gonna have both of them. So don't don't be a bill to somebody after your death, is what I would say. Facts. Yo, yep. that I heard
2: daddy say, Hey, dig a hole and put them in the ground <laughs> and, and put some lime on
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they wouldn't say it, and then, and then, uh, you know, I think another thing too, man, a lot of people jump out there and think they got to get the best of the best. they go going, let me, let me, let me put it this way you go to these funeral homes, their job is to bury your loved one, make you feel okay about the way they go about doing the process. And to sell you, the best item for them that they have to give or have to sell, so vaults, expensive caskets, whatever you know. As long as you're willing to write that check, or if they see their insurance policy, nine times out of ten, if you got a thirty thousand dollar policy, they're gonna try to get you to spend every dime of that thirty thousand dollar policy right there. So be be smart about um, you know bury your loved ones. You know what I, what I would say is if you bury somebody, and if, if they would call you a fool for spending $30,000 on their firm, then nine times out of ten, you're a fool spending a 30000 on it. You take that other money and do something else with it. Yeah, yeah. Extra chicken at the repat. Yeah, yeah. rotail something the night before.
2: Yeah. Hey, um, what else I was going on? Another thing that's important that I learned uh, firsthand is like not only having policies in place, but a few people at least Need to know where those policies are. Mm-hmm. See, see, my mom had the policies for my dad, her, and whatnot. But shit, I've been gone 20 years, so I had to tear the house up. Just to find them. To find them. Yep. And you know, um, she knew like if if my dad something happened to my dad, okay, I know where his policy is, I could get it. But I didn't know. Um, my uncle, my aunts helped me find them, gave me pointers or whatever, but nobody really just knew. And so I think it's very important that like somebody know where all of that stuff is, how to access it, what they need to do um, uh, to be better prepared. And I'm saying this now, like, and also making notes to myself, like, hey, I need to put all of this stuff in one place so that for God forbid, some heaven, then, you know, it's accessible and like shit is already hard enough. So people don't need any additional stress when they're trying to go through those processes, trying to figure out how to activate the policy, who to call, where is it? Or, you know, where I just give up on finding and I'm gonna come out of my pocket and we'll deal with that later. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you know, it's already hard enough. So like having people more than one person that that that's not always together at the same time, know where that stuff is, is is very important. Um.
1: Just because it's already enough as it is. Yeah. So you, you don't need to spend three days looking for the policy. You know, you get you you're stressing out trying to find a policy. You wondering how you're going to pay the nine ten thousand $10,000 between now and next week. Yep. All, all this stuff is compounded on top of <clears throat> getting the obituary done and, you know, making sure you get the right outfit. Not, you know, all, all this stuff plays a part. You don't realize the time it takes until you go through it. You know, that's facts. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do yourself a favor. Do your kids a favor. Do your siblings a favor. Do your parents a favor. Get some insurance. Barrier insurance at least. Um yeah. And uh, if you got a lot of health issues, like, you know, insurance,
2: people be tripping a lot of them. So, you know, barrier insurance, sometimes for that matter, for that, when that's an issue or one of the um things that barriers that might get in the way, like barrier insurance might be the best way to go because it's going to. Either cost an arm and a leg for somebody to insure you if you got too many health issues and you weren't already covered, uh, to maybe just go to the whatever funeral
1: home and start the policy with them. Yep. <clears throat> uh, two two points, Matt. I know you mentioned earlier about the. Uh, um, I think you so said your uncle didn't have enough coverage for somebody on, on a burial policy. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if he
2: didn't have enough. What I know is, like, after his funeral, my mom activated another policy on my dad. So that made me feel like, hey, they had to pay some out of pocket for this. Because that was like when COVID kicked off mm-hmm. in the beginning, I, I couldn't even come home for the funeral. I was in Louisiana at the time. So, it was like, once they passed and I found that second policy, that made me feel like, oh, yeah, they only had this amount. And that wasn't enough. And she saw how much this, his funeral cost. So mm-hmm. she tried to... You know what I'm saying? Tackle that yeah. with another policy.
1: Yeah. So uh so uh one one, one thing I'm laughing at Rick we we got him time out. still. Hold on, say we'll bring me in just a second. But uh one thing about um um uh, that as far as the coverage, <clears throat> we found out we, I had a cousin who passed away like 14 14 years ago, and uh he was paying a barrier policy and he passed. And it was through MJ Edwards. So shout out to MJ Edwards because um he was a, a large guy. When I mean large guy, he was 6'5", 300 pounds. But the policy he was paying was for a normal size person, which they would consider about six feet, six one, you know, whatever the case may be. So he had to have a, a larger casket versus the casket that you know, would fit a normal size person. So um when he passed and we were going through that process, MJ Edwards actually honored him and his size because he was paying a policy for so long, but it also educated the family that anybody who's oversized needs to go and change their policy. So it's more than just a standard policy. So make sure you know what you're getting when you get it.
2: Man, that's a great point because I didn't know that at all. Yeah, we found I it figured, out. I figured it would at some point, but like not for like 6'5", you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So
2: that's, that's a great point.
1: Yeah. All right. Let me see something here, man. Um, you ready to try this again? Let, let's see. Hold on, let's see. Let's, let's see how you gonna eat. Let's, let's see how you gonna eat. Hold on a 2nd Let's see.
0: My hey, bro, hey, hey, y'all hey, be having me backstage, bro. When I wanted to ask a question of, I right, and I'm asking a a, a beginner question. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, this question is uh, like people think when you get a hundred thousand dollar positive, they think. If you paying on it, you're gonna get a hundred thousand dollars when you die. Explain that right there to me, to everybody else. Well, well, see that that's what that's what part two
2: for when we bring the expert on because yeah, um, uh, Yeah. different policies pay out different things. They have uh, different periods. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, maturing periods. I don't even know what it's called. So I don't want to speak on it the wrong way, but that's why we getting somebody else to come back on to talk about the real. Uh, deep details about it right. so that so that I'm informed because I hate for them to be trying to get a policy and saying, Hey, Max said i was gonna get a hundred thousand, right? And right. Shit, you know, right. if you had yeah. that policy for two weeks, your ass is not getting a hundred
1: thousand, no, no, yeah. And so, and so, it's um, it's different types of insurance. And again, I'm not gonna speak to because I'm not an insurance you know, agent, agent, but yeah, like, you know. when, yeah, but when it comes to <laughs> what we talk about. You know, you, I heard that, man, you know, so you got, you got, you got variable insurance, you got whole life insurance, you got term life insurance. So, uh, everybody who's watching, uh, if you know somebody who sells insurance, who's familiar with insurance, um, let us know and we'll reach out to them to bring them on because we, we want to make sure that everybody's informed about, um, uh, about these things because whether y'all believe it or not, we know and we see that our prime audience here is the prime audience we have in our communities. And okay. nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, when, when, when our uh white counterparts have generational wealth, it's things like this that they use to get ahead. You know, five hundred thousand dollar policy, hundred thousand dollars, you know, here and there, uh million dollar policies. And you know, think think about, and I'm not saying we can we can afford you know a million dollar policy, but think about if everybody on this call could afford to leave their kids. Uh $250,000 policy. Right. Just think about that. And, and, and if you write it in or set it up to where, you know, they're taken care of something happened to you and or uh, some of that money goes to them when they turn 18 or 21 or graduate college or whatever the case may be, that alone sets, sets us up or sets people up in general uh, for what we call generational wealth. Because I know I'd be rich by now. Yeah, so you know, just just think about that because uh, you know, if we if we can leave some back, and, and you know, we can't you can't control what they do with it, but I know we're three steps behind the game, but they'll at least cut cut one step out.
0: Yes. Uh, well, well, E, when you're talking about three steps uh behind the game or, or above or above the game, mm-hmm. when you're talking about grief, bro, you're gonna need three steps ahead of the game because grief is it, it's it's that's, that's a whole another category on top of financial mm-hmm. well that's problems. what I'm talking about
1: it in total I'm talking about the financial piece in total right? And, and when I say three steps behind what I mean is one you know uh, us being behind you know as a result and I'm not going too deep right. into this as a result of slavery two us being bro, behind if you want to
0: go deep into it this sticks and stone bro let's go <laughs> into it then bro
1: we're going to give you time to do what you want to do in a minute let's go get through this real quick then we're gonna get there <laughs> yeah is that your forehead on that picture back there or somebody else who rick yeah
0: <laughs> no nah, man it's my bro i um, you know what i gonna <laughs> give you a close look of what it is bro these kids yeah, are the
2: picture no nah, no nah, the picture not that nope nope i know
0: what that is Ah, <laughs> Man, he, hey, go on with the show, bro. Go on with the show, bro. Y'all go on with the show,
1: bro. All right, all right, all right. so look, when, when I said three steps behind, I mean I meant the whole result of slavery, the result of what Chaz ain't talked about when he talked about redlining, and then now, the result of not being able to have a gener- generational wealth to pass on. Yeah. So we can close that gap a little bit if we just take some matters into our own hands and, and be smart about it. Man, right, I'm so you glad know, you got on this
0: topic. I'm so glad you got on this topic because a lot of parents from where I'm from, I'm, I'm from cold water. Not cold water, but cold water. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? A lot of parents, the, the the good ones, they say, you don't need the work. You don't need nothing else. I'm going to take care of everything. So they don't prepare us for the generational wealth part of aspect of life. So what do you bro, mean? It's
2: like what do you? What, do, what does that mean? what what, what you mean you don't you need, don't need to... to work and how does uh, that not oh, like, for generational
0: like, wealth oh bro because when when i was 15 bro i wanted to work at Piggly wiggly bad i wanted to go and work somewhere bad i was just hustling in the summertime i wanted to work year round so i can have money like i don't want like i don't know see see okay where the root of the problem is where uh, where i'm from where i come from my family background is they don't let you know about the struggle part. That is the real root of the problem. They don't know, They don't let you know about the struggle part. So you just living like happy go lucky, like shoot, man. I'm going to check. I'm going to school to check. I'm going. I'm living good. They gonna give me some snag money, not knowing that they, man, laid on their house note and they about to lose this house. I can see that both ways though, cause yeah.
2: wow. Right now, if if I felt like that, I don't want my kids stressing over some shit that I'm stressing over. Um, right. So I feel like it's a, and too I feel the same way about working. Like I mean, I I worked every some probably since I was twelve with my dad. Right. But, I, I but um, other than that, I didn't have to work, but I wanted to. Yeah, but I wanted my own money. I wanted whatever. Yeah. But, but I never. I got a job my senior year at Fred's, and shit. It was, like, right before graduation, before I was about to join the Army. And two weeks in, I had to quit to go back and help my daddy. So I didn't even get my first check before I quit because I had to go help him. Because, uh, they, you know what I'm saying, he needed the help. Uh, yeah. But I just said all that to say, like, I just feel like it's an appropriate time to talk about the struggles and, and the things that kids probably shouldn't have to deal with or some people don't allow their kids to deal with. On a daily basis, or you know what I'm saying? If I came home as a kid and every time I came in the house, I, I, all I heard was negative. I don't even want to say negative, but struggle this, struggle that. Yeah. And like that probably be on my mind more than the things I need to be accomplishing at school or, or elsewhere. Right. So I don't I don't feel like that's uh I mean it could be for some people, but just it's not mm. a one-size-fits-all type thing, because I feel like the conversation still can happen. It just don't have to happen.
1: You don't have to see it for the yeah. conversation to happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to, to that point, Matt, and I, I think I get what Rico was saying. So I'm gonna add my little piece to it. I think you were saying that kids that are uh spoiled or semi-spoiled, um, that the parents, some of them or most of them, the parents don't want to, or putting them, they don't have to work or don't want them to work at that time because of kids. But what, what I would say is. Um, in, in that same tune, parents can spoil kids, but also it's still working in the them too. So, you know, and, and and I know, like you said, you know us both and we know you well. The thing I know about Ricky Tyson Jr. is since we were knee high to a strawberry, whatever they're saying is, you, you play sports throughout. And, and I know we talked about your dad coaching throughout different sports and stuff to Coldwater. We actually compared Lyle Grant to him now. So Lyle, Lyle now, it's what your dad was when we were coming up. Yeah, so what what, what, I, what I would say is compare that to the kid who had to work. You know, you being able to play sports and do this and do that. However, that same work ethic that's put out there on the sports field could roll over into, you know, the work life. You know, yeah. once,
0: once their adulthood come in. So, but I was not But, you know, I feel like if i would have been in the struggle with my parents when they when they told me about it, or when they were going through it whatever i feel like i would have been better more prepared as an adult versus they went through it they made they they made it through they got us they got us over the hump but now it's like once you get in college like if you don't do nothing with it you let me, let me put it like this, because I'm I'm I'm, I'm finna speak to a different crowd right now. Your ass is on your own, mm-hmm. for real. Like I mean, I mean, but, but you're not only talking about your ass is on your own, but you're on your own with no two weeks uh, notice. You just gotta go. You, you gotta find. You gotta figure it out. But me. Well, I,
1: I can I can I can see that I can How, see you, I can see where you're coming from, but but on. but what 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 I, what I would say is they weren't your, they wasn't your place, you know, to be like Max said, dealing with adult issues right. as, as a child because you're right. saying that now as an adult, so you're yeah. matured now to sit and feel that way. But 14 year old Ricky probably wouldn't okay. be in the helmet, you know. Right. But, but I bet if you sit and think right now, it's
2: sometimes even after you was 18 even after you was in college, that you had conversations about adult shit with your parents that took you years to realize, like, damn, I should have did this instead of that, or I should have made this move instead of that move, or I should have listened to them when they told me this. And so, like, just because you ain't walked in the mud with them, so to speak, through the struggle, don't mean they wasn't preparing you. Like, they could have been preparing you. You just could not have been taking heed yet. Right. I know it's plenty of lessons that I I receive, but I ain't know until shit 10-20 years later, and it's like, damn, they told me this this many years ago. Yeah, you don't forget it. You don't forget it. But you had you had to go through some shit on your own to realize what they was talking about. So, like sometimes you know, some people learn from their own mistakes, some people learn from other people's mistakes, uh, and some people learn from situations like this. To where it ain't, you gotta see nobody make the mistake. They just gonna take action. So I just feel like it depends on the
1: person. It depends on like we all got a power of choice. Yeah, and, right. and you miss one, man, you miss one. Some people just don't learn, and, that's and that's don't, they don't care. Don't, don't care to you know. So, um, you know, Wait, y'all talking about
0: a miss. You won't. right, man. <laughs> hey, do not do that to me, bro. See, then. I'm gonna show you and I love Ricky
1: <sighs> But Yeah man so um you know that, that that's that on that um uh...